Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 173. Tonight is one of our Rotten Roundtable episodes where we go around the Rotten Roundtable. We talk about horror news. We talk about what's uh, coming out in the month that we're currently in, which is June 2023. And then we uh, go from host to host and we talk about what movies we've been watching. Uh, if They're usually newer movies, so we won't spoil those for you. If it happens to be an older movie, we reserve the right uh to drop some spoilers so be warned um i'm mark nato i'm one of your hosts tonight and joining me is another uh, just one single host but she's you know she's totally uh up for the job right up for the job it's jessica what's up hey guys i'm excited it's not maybe a round table per se what would you call it if it's just two people this is a uh (laughs) This is a rectangle table. This is just All right, a, there you go. A back and forth. I don't Ping pong table, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, um Taminator's got stuff going on right now and Vin couldn't make it either. Well, I don't think Vin said he had enough watches. So, uh yep. So we're here together. We're going to knock it out just the two of us. Uh, sounds yeah, like- though a lot a lot yeah. of minor repeats from you and Tammy and Vin. Like you guys mm-hmm. have already caught these, and I was behind because I was watching a lot of shows. So mm-hmm. I watched a new shows this time and got my butt on those newer movies. Yeah, you you and Taminator, <laughs> you're the show. You're the show girls. <laughs> I'm gonna call you the show girls from now. Oh, on. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that right there. That's a that's a podcast name. All right. Um, All right. Well, we're going to get right into it uh, with the news feed. The news feed. Um, Just a few things that I want to talk about. Just saw uh, yesterday, Terrifier 3, uh, which I know Jessica is just over the moon to hear about. Terrifier 3, uh, Cineverse, Bloody Disgusting, and Screambox. All three acquire the slasher sequel. I'm assuming all three of those uh, um, entities are putting money into like production and a wide theatrical release is planned. There you go. Yay! So uh, I guess Terrifier 2 did uh, pretty well in a limited uh, theatrical release. So this time they're going to, you know, they're going to throw it out there wide and see. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it shows how powerful our community is, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest terrifier fan, but I'm, I'm all for, you know, uh, wide release horror. So, uh, if, if this is your cup of tea, you should be, you should be excited. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm looking here 
trying to think of when that will actually come out. And they don't have, okay, fall of 2024 is the uh, the hope. So maybe around Halloween of 2024, that would be cool. Yes. Uh, it would be nice to have, um, you know, mo- uh, horror movies in the theaters during Halloween. That's uh, mm-hmm. something we always like. They've, they've done that uh, over the last few years, but there were a number of years there. The only thing that came out during uh, Halloween season was Saul. You know, it was like every mm. year it was like Saul 27, Saul 28. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Gl- yeah. Yeah. Glad, glad to have some other stuff. So, and the terrifiers so far, um, always take place on Halloween. Yeah. So it would yep. be, it would be a good time to release it. Yep. Um, you like the leprechaun movies. I do. I haven't watched any of them in a really long time, but as a kid, especially the first Leprechaun was one of those first horror movies for me that really got to me. Like the Leprechaun totally freaked me out. Really? Yeah. 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 Warwick Davis, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even know if I've ever really finished the entire first movie Leprechaun. Uh. I've seen oh, bits yeah. and pieces. I know it's, you know, it was Jennifer Aniston's like kind of first movie. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, they're bringing um, Leprechaun back, meaning they're rebooting it. Uh, I know 2018, they had one called Leprechaun Returns. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, let me see, most recent, uh, yeah, Leprechaun Origins. Was that something that was, let me see, there have been eight films in the franchise to date. 2018's that were most recently heading back to the original movie's timeline in the wake of reboot Leprechaun. Leprechaun Origins was four years prior, so mm. 2014. So now it's just being completely re. Here's the word: reimagined. Oh, seriously? Yeah, reimagined. Why? So they're th- I don't know. This is Lionsgate is behind it. <laughs> Why so, the Leprechaun? That's so uh, weird. You know, they're always looking for franchises. They really yeah, but are. Leprechaun for... isn't like a big franchise or something. Well, maybe they think they can you know, look. That's actually could be kind of a scary thing. Like, I, I don't think Leprechaun, uh, those first eight movies are scary. Even the first one. Maybe when you were a kid, you saw it, you, it freaked you out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's scary. Uh, I think it's more like the fantasy kind of element of it but like it yeah. it could actually be pretty scary if you make it scary um so we'll see i'm, I'm interested to see oh, how totally how, yeah i think that uh, people a lot of people have a certain idea about like the fae and fairies in general mm-hmm. and it's like not what they actually were meant to be they're supposed to be pretty dark and evil a lot yeah. of the time so yeah they can definitely be scary I mean, Lucky Charms, the cereal, really, <laughs> really made it uh, just something that's uh, fun. And I'm not sure that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, <laughs> no. And also Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Remember that one? I don't think you remember that one, do you? There's I an know, old, it, it was an old Disney movie from back in the 50s or 60s. Mm. Yeah, it was a musical. I wouldn't be surprised if my mom made me watch that, actually. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And then um, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, THR, I guess that's the Hollywood Reporter, reports that Warwick Davis is not expected to reprise the role. 
So there you go. I mean, he's probably getting up there in age. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been in a ton of stuff and he was in the um was he, he was Willow. He was in the um the Harry Potter uh franchise mm-hmm. as uh Grip Hook, I believe, and a couple different um of the uh uh what are they called? What were they called in in they were um, called they were called um Oh, oh this is gonna bug me so bad. Not gremlins. Oh, oh. didn't this terrible? This is terrible. I'm they supposed to be to a Harry Grin Potter Gots, fan. There's a bank. And it's the <laughs> You better look it up or I'm gonna uh, the goblins. Goblins. They're goblins. Yeah, I was looking it up. I was like, I was going to say goblins, but I was like, I don't know if they're actually goblins. But yeah, yeah they are referred That's to as goblins. Goblins. So <sighs> Someone's going to take away my Harry Potter card now. Yeah, well, look, I'm 50 now. And I find all the time that I just have things right on the tip of my tongue. And my brain just won't bring it to the front, to the file cabinet. It's, it's back there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Um, let's see, <laughs> there's, a uh, alien Disney's first alien franchise movie gets 2024 release date. So I guess, uh, Disney, uh, re- uh acquired the rights to alien. What? Oh, I uh, don't like that. <laughs> just listen to this though. And, and tell me, if, um, Evil Dead and Don't Breathe director Fetty Alvarez is directing the new installment of the Alien franchise, mm. which notably will be the first Alien movie released by Disney. It's uh, uh, on the schedule for August 16th, 2024. Um, it, we've been told it's set to be a gritty and contained horror movie. Um, yeah. I didn't, mm. I didn't have any clue. That they uh, acquired those rights. That is really weird. It is. Mm. It is. So, I wonder. Well, I'm guessing they're not trying to release it as like a kids thing. No, it says that it's supposed to be. They're a just dirty... trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's. I think Disney. Disney has lots of different like offshoots and stuff. So. I don't think at the beginning of this movie you're going to see the Disney castle. La, da, da, da. You know, I don't think <laughs> right. that's it. There's, yeah. They've probably got like a horror, um, you know, uh, whatever sector uh, section or whatever <laughs> that. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. That is weird. They have been trying to dip their toes in more pools lately. It yeah. seems like like they're not going to be like. It seems yeah. like they're not going to be like Disney anymore. Eventually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 bigger than than just you know Mickey Mouse and stuff anymore. I mean that's 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 their biggest cash cow. Yeah, they've got they've got their their toes and everything. Their kind of makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the way it is. It feels like evil greed or something taking over. Yeah, it's like just focus on one thing. Yeah, like, can't you uh, just leave this one thing pure? <laughs> nope, they need I to I mean, be. I guess it wasn't always uh, pure to begin with because of all the other stuff about Walt Disney, but... Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean. Think, yeah, I mean, I think he was a, a big-time racist, I think, <laughs> but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds like. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, 
The only yeah. other thing I want to talk about, this looks interesting to me. Um, you, We did, I think I missed the episode. We did a, um, a drive-in episode last year, um, mm-hmm. and Spider Baby was one of the movies. You did watched. miss that one. I did yeah. miss it, yes. And it's uh, a, it was a good one. Yeah, but Spider Baby is a really weird, um, interesting film from the 60s. Charismatic, uh, lovely. Yes. Yeah. Um, In most and, ways, except for the weird rape scene. Yeah. And I think it's kind of underrated and underseen um, for the mm-hmm. most part, but uh, they're remaking it. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, this does not sound good. Uh, Jack Hill's 1967 cult classic horror movie, Spider Baby, is getting a remake from filmmaker Dustin Ferguson. Okay. I know that name does not mean anything to you mm-hmm. uh, or to me because the only two movies that he is known for, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Cocaine Cougar. Oh, I was just looking at that. And Mega <laughs> Ape. <laughs> okay. Wait, this might be perfect. Oh, gosh. I don't know. But if he's his first venture into something more serious, maybe he'll get a little money behind him. Mm, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think Bloody Disgusting. Um, no, Bloody Disgusting's not in there uh, as a, a producer. Um, I don't know. Is this but on the it, Bloody Disgusting like news? Yeah, but like it doesn't say it? who's doesn't say who's behind it. So I don't know if there's. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, here you go. Adding to the creative team for the Spider-Baby remake is Jeff Burr, known for his work on Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Mm. He served as a creative consultant. So that's a weird kind of like serious B movie. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And joining the cast is Ron Chaney, the grandson of legendary Lon Chaney Jr. (gasps) Oh, that's so cute. So he was in that first one. So, I, you know, I don't uh, know. I don't know if Ron Chaney can act his way out of a wet paper sack, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. I thought it was worth worth saying, you know, that that it's being remade. But well, I that, just wonder if they're trying to actually re, like make a real movie, or if uh, they're making some weird B movie. But then why would they mention it? Yeah, in bloody disgusting news. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it says that it. They hope to make it a thrilling blend of nostalgia and modern twists. So I'll watch I, it. I'll watch it. Oh yeah, of course we'll watch it. But like I, I don't know. Um, yep. So that's all I want to talk about it as far as news goes. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna get right into uh, mark your calendars. Hey, love horror movies. Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires, shutter kills, Netflix on selection, screams on demand, shutter.com. All right, we're back, and it's time for Mark Your Calendars. Woohoo! Woohoo! Mark Calendars! Mark Calendars! All right, we're uh, in June, 
Uh, we are already, let's, what is this, June 13th or something like that? It is. So uh, we'll be talking about a few things that have already been released, um, and then we will go into things that are coming up. Um, if you have not seen yet, uh, June 2nd, The Boogeyman came out in cinemas. I will be talking about that. I uh, went and saw that with my family, so we'll uh, we'll chat about what I thought about that. Uh, also on v- VOD, um, a social media horror called Follow Her came out. And then on the 6th of June, uh, on VOD, this is kind of like an environmental type of horror. It's called Pollen. Um, looks Ooh. actually pretty good. Looks a little, um, there's like a tree monster in it. And it looks Dude, little, I'm feeling I'm feeling yeah. the pollen monster right now. Yeah. If uh, yeah. everyone can hear my weird voice, I apologize. Yeah. My allergies are killing me. Yep. I have the pollen monster all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Uh Devil Comes at Night is on VOD. Halloween Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, the Robert England story, came out on uh, VOD and on Screenbox. Um, if you're interested in that, it's a documentary about the career of uh, Mr. England, who's definitely a, uh, you know, an icon in the horror. Oh, community. you know what? That brings up a piece of news I just remembered. What's that? He recently said that he was no longer going to play Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? Well, he said that before. Has he? he? Has. I think he said that before, but I don't know. I mean, but, he's, I mean getting he's also up there. getting pretty old. Yeah. yeah, he's getting up there. They, he they said that not... he doesn't feel like he has the correct physicality anymore for yeah. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and and they wouldn't even have to do makeup anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just up. kidding. <laughs> um, then on the 9th of June, uh, the angry black girl and her monster came out, I believe, on VOD and limited. Um, release theaters i've heard that's a good movie Mm -hmm. Uh, so keep that on your radars the angry black girl and her monster uh vod also on the ninth devil row which looks kind of like a new orleans voodoo-ish uh type of horror um and then on shutter brooklyn 45 came out i watched that i'll talk to you about that later what i thought then on the 13th which is today uh (laughs) there's a bunch of stuff VOD, a cannibal cabin mm. <laughs> on shutter. The ones you didn't burn dropped. That mm. looks good to me. Bone cold, uh, dropped, uh, on VOD, which is kind of like a, um, like a military, a survival type thing blended with a wind Wendigo, mm. uh, type of monster. So I'll be watch. I'll be watching that. Uh, Fear the Invisible Man dropped on VOD. That has nothing to do with the actual Invisible Man that we got a, a couple years ago. But um, this is a, a big one on Screenbox. Uh, this was a, a a festival darling a couple years ago. Jessica uh, came out, and not Jessica. It's like Mike Tyson is saying Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica. What's up, Jessica? Oh uh, no. So Jessica is out on Screenbox. And then on VOD, uh, there's a werewolf flick called Scream of the Wolf. I looked at like a still of it. I'm just going to tell you, the wolf that I saw, as long as that's the wolf, looked like the dude that played the Beast in the 80s TV TV show, The Beauty and the Beast. Remember that? (laughs) I do. Ron Ron Perlman and uh, <laughs> linda hamilton those were the two. Oh my were, god and, uh, it looked so like that. i'm like that's not a very good werewolf but 
Hey. There's been worse. Has <laughs> been. Um, on the 15th, uh, which is Friday, I believe. Is it Friday or Thursday? No, it's Thursday. Um, Jagged Mind uh, is a new um, film that's coming out on Hulu. So it, uh, I don't know anything about it, but if it's on Hulu, you know, it's got some money behind it. So uh, be looking for that. And on VOD, a f- film called Aged. Uh, there's been a lot of films lately that it's the horror of old people. Mm. <laughs> Have you noticed that? There's a couple of them. There was one that called the elderly. And then there, I forget there was a couple and I'm like, okay. There's like old man from last yeah, year. There was like I a guess, couple of them called old man last year. I yeah, think. I guess, I guess people are scared of old people. You know what? Aging is scary yeah. for sure. And yeah. certain things that come with aging, like for, you know, forgetting and dementia and yeah. Remember a reunion? Recognizing. Remember a reunion from a couple years ago? Remember that? That's a good movie. I don't movie. think that's so. A, that's a good artsy horror film on aging. If you, if you never saw that reunion, I liked it. Okay. Um, on the 16th, uh, we mentioned this last round, Rotten Roundtable, I think, because it, it had a limited theatrical release. I didn't see it anywhere around me, uh, but I'm interested in watching it because I enjoyed the first one. That's The Wrath of Becky. Um, Mm. was the film that came out a couple years ago i believe red box um kind of it, it was made it was an indie movie and they put their name on it and released it um and it starred <laughs> kevin james and it's lulu wilson lulu wilson yeah uh, i really like becky yeah she's she was she was in the uh haunting of uh hill house series mm-hmm. she was in um uh ouija the origin mm-hmm. of evil yeah, she's a good little actress. Um, so she's back, and Becky is up to her old tricks. So that'll be interesting. That's coming out on VOD. Uh, also in cinemas, The Blackening. <laughs> the Blackening, which is, um, it's it's an all-black cast. It's kind of like a slasher-type oh. cabin-in-the-woods type of film. And th- the whole um, tagline is pretty funny. Um, who's going to die first? Because the the adage is the old adage is if you got a black person in a horror film they're gonna yeah. die first you know right. so if they're all black who's gonna die first oh so, that's funny so yeah. it's just like a dark comedy horror yes. thing maybe yeah it's okay. definitely it's definitely got some comedy it's not a straight horror um, fun yes uh, the twentieth on VOD this is interesting to me. Um, this is a rumored release. I'm going to put it out there because I could not find 100% proof that this is coming out on the 20th, but I want you to throw it on your, on your radar. It's called new religion. It is a Japanese body horror, uh, film that's being called like an instant classic, an instant body horror classic. Um, I like J horror. Uh, mm-hmm. I like body horror. So that is one that is on my radar uh, new religion so look for that on vod uh, on okay the, yeah sounds promising yep uh this one looks good too uh 20th on the 23rd on shutter and amc plus um which makes sense because shutter is owned by amc uh quicksand and this is a couple with married problems go on like this adventure or whatever and they a storm comes up and they get caught in quicksand and there's also like venomous snakes. And so it's kind of like a nature 
horror type of thing. Heck and, yeah. One of yeah. my biggest childhood fears. Quick saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the more you struggle, the faster you sink. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't quicksand like not actually real? No, it's real. It it's is real. real? Okay. Yeah, I thought I heard at some real. point that it's not actually real. And I was like, oh. <laughs> quicksand is real. And I'm telling you what, the never ending story. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Uh, heck yeah. When, when, um, what's his name? Atreyu? Atreyu. When his horse died in the quicksand. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never That's forget very it. Sad. Traumatized. Very yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, nice. Yes. Sorry to bring that up. Everyone just wipe away the tears. <laughs> uh, the 27th, we got three more coming here. The, the 27th is uh, The Gates on VOD. Don't know anything about it. On the 28th is one that I'm uh, looking forward to coming out on Netflix, uh, Run, Rabbit, Run. Um, I've heard about this as far back as two years ago. Uh, Sarah, I think her name is Snook. Uh, she actually is the red-haired girl. If you, did you watch uh, Secession at all? No. It's just finishing up. It's uh, just My finishing up its final it. season. It's like a... It's like a business cutthroat like thing about a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, she's the daughter yeah. or whatever. Yes, so she's yeah, the Sarah lead Snook. in that. She's a good Snook, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Sarah correct. Snook. Yeah, so she's the the lead in Run Rabbit Run. So she's a good actress. So I think uh, I'll definitely be watching that. And then on the thirtieth uh, in cinemas, I heard, but I also heard it might be on v- VOD. Is a film called The Unseen. Uh, there's been a couple of films titled that. Um, yeah, kind of generic title. The how you know that this is the one the um, the son from Breaking Bad uh, is the lead in this. The one that has cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Um, he also he was in a film either last year or the year before. I forget. Like he went he went to this bar. And like the whole, he was the lead in that movie. And I forget what it was called now, but, uh, he's in that he's a good actor. So, uh, yeah, I've only seen him in breaking bad. So I'm not sure personally. Yep. So the unseen, the unseen is uh, coming out on the 30th. So that's it. And again, I always say, um, there's more than that dropping, uh, every week there's horror stuff that gets dropped, uh, VOD. So always check on your, uh, your VOD on your your um, your TV, your service, and see what's dropping because there's honestly there's just so much coming out nowadays. There's no way to really keep track of it all, you know. I, yeah, I that's scour a lot of the releases. internet. There's no one site. There's no one site that just has them all. They're just they're just not. Um, yeah. So I have to go and kind of make my own list. So so there Good you go. Yes, yes. And that's right, why so we, we've got the listeners, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, it's time for the round table. Uh, Jessica and I are going to ping pong it back and forth and talk about what we've been watching. We'll be right back. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Smart. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. Shh, I'm being quiet. Breathing on me. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. 
it's what you do. Okay, we are back. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, we are back, and it's time to go around the rectangle rotten table. Rot- the rotten rectangle table. There you go. Today, yeah. I don't know. The, uh, between me and Jessica, and uh, we'll talk about what we've been watching. So, Jessica, why don't you go first? All right. First one I'm going to bring up is one that's been brought up before on one of our or on a couple of our rotten round tables i think now um but that is Candyland from this year for which a little plot summary is that a seemingly naive and devout young woman finds her way in the underground world of truck stop sex workers aka lot lizards which i think is a fun little term that i never heard of until this movie was coming out um so this movie, I know that Mark wasn't super high on it. Um, you didn't like kind of how gross it was. Um, yeah, I just think it was, I mean, I know like the subject matter. Yeah. The subject matter is pretty, you know, a- adult or mature, but like, I don't know. I just didn't think they treated it with as, as much respect as they, they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say for me, I had issues with this movie as well, although they're like totally different from your issues. I kind of liked all the seedy underbelly stuff. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Greg Araki, who's a director who was kind of prominent in the 90s. But this yeah. movie, the first half of this movie really gave me a kind of Greg esque feel. Um, his movies are generally... Um, like pretty seedy and gritty and that cinematography and the way the film looked is kind of the same. Mm -hmm. The music choices were kind of the same as Mm. some of his movies. His are like, I feel like a lot more deeper and what's a a movie that he did. Um, so Gregor Rocky, let me think of some one that you might have heard of is the doom generation that had a Rose McGowan in it when she was pretty, uh, new, I think that was from, 95 his movies are all pretty weird he did mysterious skin um smiley face was one that might be a little more popular yeah 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 so his older movies were like my favorite movies when i was in high school i was a total gregor rocky stan in high school but they're all pretty messed up but there's always kind of this like ensemble crew of like really messed up kids with all these messed up backgrounds you Mm -hmm. know trying to make it and there's usually like drugs and sex and stuff like that that are um involved and portrayed in different ways but so the first half of this movie i was totally on board um i liked how kind of messy it is but also you really feel like these characters are a family like they've made each other their family they clearly care about each other they mm-hmm. have their routines and their rules. And I always love that in movies when they're like, these are the rules, you know? Um, yeah. So I enjoyed all that stuff. But I have to say, I really hate the bad guy trope that they went with in this. Mm-hmm. I'm like totally over it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen this yet, even though it's kind of mentioned in the the summary. But I'm just like totally over that whole deal of like, religious people equal bad people and it's so like black and white i was really hoping for a lot more like character development with a specific character um so that really bummed me out Mm -hmm. to be honest i was like pretty bummed with the ending i did like there was kind of a trick up at the movie sleeve at the very very end that maybe you weren't expecting but 
it was still, I was just like kind of disappointed with the way they decided to take it. Um, mm. But there are some pretty harrowing scenes, you know, there's, um, there's a scene that involves a man where normally I feel like they would be using a woman in this scenario in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So I was, I appreciated that they like took that risk and went there and it's a really brutal scene. It feels like shocking and real and gross um, and terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's some really good stuff in here. It's just as far as the story goes, I was kind of disappointed in where they ended up taking it, but I did like the way that the movie looked and I love the music and all of that and we have um let me see the characters we have owen campbell playing one of the characters and he was rj and x he was also zach in super dark times and thomas in my heart can't beat unless you tell it to Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of fun to see him popping up in all these like pretty good horror movies i like all of those movies um so it was fun to have him part of the cast um olivia lucardi who plays remy um she was also the protagonist in the butcher block season of channel zero which is my favorite season Mm. um and she plays yara in it follows um and apparently she's also in soft and quiet which i haven't seen yet but um Uh, i didn't like like, people have been raving about that i didn't really like it soft and quiet okay yeah yeah you're right i've only I've heard people saying good things about it, but I haven't seen it, so I have no opinion. But I like yep. her in general. Yep. Um, I like her weird face and her big gap. And, <laughs> you know, she's just different. She's different from a lot of other actresses. And I literally didn't even notice that William Baldwin was playing the sheriff in this. I was like, that guy kind of looks familiar, but I never put it together until I was writing up notes. I was like, oh, it's a Baldwin. Um, I thought his character was really interesting. Um, so... The characters I was mostly into. Um, it is, it's kind of a hard movie to watch. So I can totally see, you know, like why it wouldn't be for you. Um, and I wouldn't want to recommend it to just everybody. But if anybody out there does like Gregoraki, you might want to give this a watch. Although the ending is definitely not a Gregoraki ending. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I watched it. But I was like, the first half of it, I was like, whoa, I like loving this so far you know mm. and then the second half i was like oh no crash and burn crash and burn didn't so didn't it land like, it for you definitely did not land it for me okay well i mean i'm glad you at least uh watched it and liked it more than me enjoyed it more than me i mean uh, i at least you know i want people to enjoy enjoy things even though if i don't so yeah very good um okay so that is Candyland, uh, which can be found on VOD, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start off with the uh, the only film um, out right now that's horror in the theaters, and that is The Boogeyman. Um, that came out just on June 2nd, I believe. Uh, right now, it's got a 6.1 out of 10 IMDb rating, about 7,000. Uh, ratings directed by Rob Savage. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy that kind of took the horror world by storm during the pandemic with the, uh, the short movie host, uh, that was, everyone was raving about, you know, host. Uh, mm-hmm. and then he followed that up with dash cam uh, in 2021. And that wasn't as successful, but it, I think they, um, 
I think host got him, got him a lot of, uh, eyes on him and he was able to, uh, get this film, which is actually a Stephen King adaptation. I believe, uh, this was a, um, short story or something. I don't think this I think is that's a whole, what I, heard. I, don't, yeah, I don't think it's a whole book. I've never heard of the Sandman book by him, but, um, Sophie Thatcher is the lead in this film. Um, she, uh, is in yellow jackets, the TV series. Uh, if you've seen that, she was actually in the book of Boba Fett. She was in the film. Uh, it wasn't really, um, horror. It was more like adventure sci-fi uh, a couple of years ago with, um, Pedro Pascal, uh, called prospect. And I would, um, really recommend that film. It's a good film. It's just not horror, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, so she's been on lots of stuff that there was actually, a, um, a really cool, um, I believe it was a TV series. I think it was Apple TV maybe called when the street lights go on. Um, that was like a true crime thing about a small town and, uh, murder of a young girl and a teacher or whatever she was in that, that, that was actually good if you can seek that out, but, uh, you can watch that on the Roku channel for free now, but anyway, she's the, the main character here and she carries this movie and I think she does a really, really outstanding job. I, I think, uh, she's, she's interesting to look at cause she's not like, like this conventional, like blonde beauty or whatever. Um, she's just got a, a really good look. Uh, in this film, but her acting is really good in this film. Uh, Chris Messina is the dad. Uh, I don't really know too much about where he's from. The name sounds familiar. Um, let me look. He was in Devil, um, Argo. Okay. Yeah, I mean, y you'll see his face and you'll be like, oh, that guy. But you just won't really know him from uh, from anywhere. And then there was a young girl uh, playing the the little sister. Um, and I'm waiting for my uh, thing to come back up here. Come <laughs> on, come on, computer. Come on, you can do it. Oh my goodness, you got there. We go. Finally, uh, her name is Vivian Laura Blair, and she was really she was good in this. She she made you. Um, Similar to the little girl in Evil Dead Rise, mm -hmm. you know, the, you, I hate it when little girls, especially, are in danger. Um, and I will just warn you, um, kids are in danger in this film. Um, if that's a trigger for you, uh, they really don't pull any punches uh, mm -hmm. in this kid uh, in this in this film. Um, there was definitely a. Uh, 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 an element that these kids, even though this was a PG 13 film, um, I went and saw it and I thought it was really, really well done. Loved the, the acting. I loved the story. I loved the creature design. Uh, I loved the cinematography and the, the music, the score. I thought there was some, you know, of course it's PG 13. There's some jump scares, which I think are, let's just, our, our theater was going nuts. It was full <laughs> on a Friday night that it came out. Yes, there was a lot of teenagers in there, but everybody was having a good time. People were, uh, you know, don't go in there, you know, and that kind of yeah. stuff. And 
nice. screaming and then laughing because they they're so scared that you know they're laughing <laughs> about it. Um, right. It reminded me of when I went and saw I saw a um, uh, a preview. This is years ago of Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that movie? And, yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, and uh, that was the same thing. Full. It was a preview night. The theater was full, and people were screaming and with all the jump scares and stuff. But that's awesome. Yeah, but this is about an hour and thirty eight minutes, so it's it's a pretty um, well paced film. It's about a uh, um, a family still reeling from the the tragic death of their mother. Uh, this teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house, and they struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. This is this is literally about the boogeyman that comes like under the kid's bed or in the kid's closet, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just to scare them; it is to kill them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so nice. yes, uh, so you definitely got some. Uh, some kids in peril. So I, I just want to say that I, I know this is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. My my uh, oldest son went to see this on the same night that we went and see it. He was working. We got home. We were like, oh, yeah, it was really good. And he went with a friend that same night and saw it. And he came back and he was like, yeah, it was okay. And he was like, you know, it would have been better if it was rated R. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't see that at all. Like uh, what's rated R going to have to, I mean, you get maybe some more gore, whatever, but like, I didn't need the gore. There is a little bit of gore there, but there's, there's, uh, there's atmosphere here. That's what I'm looking for. There's atmosphere. There's good, uh, you know, good filmmaking. Um, lots of things like in the background, in the dark, type of thing uh it's really you know really well done so and the fact that this this comes from a short story they did a good job of fleshing it out into a full movie so i'm i'm definitely gonna buy this one on blu-ray when it comes out because it's one that i'll watch and uh, i i did think that the creature design was pretty good um it seemed to me like it was maybe a mixture of practical and cgi Mm -hmm. I'm not positive. I didn't do any uh, research into that, but it wasn't like glaring CGI. Uh, If it was CGI, it was used to touch up or whatever. Or if it was fully CGI, it was amazing because Mm -hmm. it really looked, really looked good. Um, So I would, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. I've been, I've been hearing people say mostly that it's kind of generic, but I still want to watch it. I mean, I don't think it's generic. I mean, it's, it, it's, it just depends on what you, you, you define generic as, you know, mm-hmm. like you can do a, a run of the mill, like paint by numbers, horror film. If you do it well, I'm down for it because right. there's not that there's nothing new under the sun. Everything has been done. I mean, seriously, every, everything's been done. Uh, to cert to a certain extent, um, right. it's it, it's hard to come up with something completely original. Every every horror movie that comes out is is uh, derived from something else uh, that the um, the di- directors had been inspired by in the you know. So mm-hmm. 
I, I just want to know, is it, is it good? Am I having fun? Um, does it hold my attention? Is it well done? And I believe that it checked all those boxes. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one of my, it's in my top three of the year, um, right now. And, and granted, I think this is a weak year so far. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, pretty give good. this one a watch. But if you're that, that, that person that's like, uh, I hate PG 13 movies and <laughs> horror movies and it better, it's gotta be rated or you, you'll probably hate this movie and you'll okay. be like, Mark, Davis I'm definitely not, I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Yep. It's just not necessary sometimes. I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that would have been cool if they could have pushed that further. Mm-hmm. But there's so many good PG-13 movies that I'm not going to, like, discount it just for that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm also not saying, like, that this world this is world-changing or genre-changing. or it's just, a, it's just a well-made, good horror film that it doesn't do anything brand new. It's just – it's good – entertainment it's it's a popcorn film uh, uh, yeah. you know and I, I think there's room for a sequel um not sure how that would go down but that they in my opinion they left it open in the at the end for for a sequel so mm, okay yep Interesting. back to you ping ponging it all right my next one is uh the offering which is on Hulu. That's from this year as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, This is about a family struggling with loss who find themselves at the mercy of an ancient demon trying to destroy them from the inside. And it has to do with with, um, Jewish, I don't want to say mythology, but this is kind of, it is kind of more of like the mythology, you know, piece of uh, Judaism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... Um, this, I really like that we're starting to get movies that are delving into this because it is such like a rich, um, storytelling perspective, you know, as far as all the demons go and obviously demons are good for horror movies and it, they, it's creepy, you know, like they all kind of have this certain aesthetic and vibe so far with these, uh, Jewish based horror movies and they get to me. You know, and it makes you think like that must be like I, I don't personally have any friends that are Jewish or anything, so I don't know. But it's like the interiors of the houses, you know, mm. just are really dark and filled with like this kind of old furniture and stuff like that. And these old these older looking like textiles, things yeah. like that, that kind of like really set this really eerie mood and make you f- it makes it all feel like cohesive, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, it's really good for world building, too. Um, So this movie is pretty good. Um, It wasn't amazing, but I thought that it was good enough. And I have to say that I wasn't very drawn in by the main characters. I did really like the dad of the main character, who's this um, older guy who owns a funeral home. And his son is coming to visit him with his wife, um, who's pregnant. And the son, who I guess is the main character, is kind of a jerk. (laughs) And I don't know if that's, maybe that's not the right terminology to use. He's just kind of misguided, um, maybe a little selfish. Mm -hmm. He's not like a terrible person or anything. I just wasn't really invested in him or his pregnant wife all that much. I was much more invested in his community that he left behind. Um, But then again, they kind of allude to, like, there being a falling out in the past. So, 
you know, maybe the dad has grown and kind of regrets like the distance that's, you know, come from their past squabbles and has become a better person because of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that maybe that's not fair, but, but I really like the father and like the community that we kind of get to interact with um, around this funeral home. Um, but yeah, the movie looks good. It sounds good. Um, there's nothing like terribly obviously wrong with it, but it was a little boring for me. Um, but I did still, I did still like the demon in it. Um, I like the look of the demon. I like all the mythology stuff. Um, I like what the, what the demons like intent is, um, and all the story building around that. So I would recommend that people give it a watch. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> is it um is it still on Shutter? Is I it think on it's Shutter on or was it did you say Hulu? Hulu. Yeah, it's Hulu. on Hulu. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it's been a while since I watched that and I think I need to probably give it another watch cuz I might have been distracted. I, that that Jewish horror is is usually right up my alley. Uh, mm-hmm. Last few years, there's been a little bit more of that, and I think that's um, uh, a good. It's it's I'm not saying it's unexplored, but there's not as much of it. Uh, one of my favorite possession movies. I don't know if you've ever seen The Possession. Um, mm. it, it, I don't know what year it came out. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the dad in it, and it's uh, a family. This girl buys a, a it's a the book box, a Jewish mm-hmm. book you know box or whatever and there's a a demon attached to the box or whatever and it possesses her and and it's a it's a straight up like exorcist like whatever but it's it's from a jewish perspective and they bring in um, they bring in a rabbi for the exorcism and and it's actually you know uh, there's a um it was an orthodox jew or a hasidic jew named uh, matis yahoo Mm -hmm. you mean the singer he's a a rapper singer yeah he was he was the (laughs) rabbi He played the rabbi in the movie. You know, he had the curls awesome. and stuff. Yeah, I haven't so, listened to his stuff in a long time, but I actually used to listen to his stuff yeah. pretty frequently. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not bad. So, oh, good. I don't I know what he's that, talking about, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, you should watch it. Watch watch The Possession. I mean, it's... Okay. You know, I mean... It's, yeah, I'm pretty again, sure it's I not, haven't seen that. It's not bringing anything, uh, you know, world-changing again, but it's, it's well done, and it gives you a little bit of different twist than just mm-hmm. your run-of-the-mill um, Protestant, Christian, or Catholic uh, possession film. So yeah, throw that in there. All right. Uh, so again, that's Attachment uh, on Hulu. Oh, no, this is The Offering, no, actually. I'm sorry. I'm not, uh, my, head, my head was... I was. <laughs> I know what you were talking about. I don't know yeah. why Attachment, because you're going to talk about Attachment. Yeah, well. I'm also going to talk about it. That makes sense, too, because um, that one is, is on Shutter. Yes. Attachment is, yeah. Um, all right. So my next one is a film that is just came out not too long ago on Netflix. It is from Spain, uh, and it is called uh, Tin and Tina. Have you heard of this one? I haven't. Yeah. Um, it it's creepy kids. Okay. okay. Uh, and creepy kids usually is my jam. Uh, I like creepy kids. Basically this story is about, um, a husband and wife who have an accident and they are not able to have kids any longer. 
uh, terminates the pregnancy that she had um, at the time. And then if there's damage and she is told she can never have kids. So mm -hmm. they go to this local convent uh, where they're going to um, adopt he he kind of uh, she doesn't want to, but he kind of forces her to go and to give this a chance. And these two kids are there named Tin and Tina, and they're really really pale. They're seven years old. There's a boy. There's a girl. I'm assuming they're twins, and they've got like really like platinum blonde hair, and they're mm. really pale. It's almost like a little bit of a Children of the Damned mm -hmm. type of look. That was like the first image that came to my head when you were yeah. saying that. Yeah. Um, and the the mother tells them, you know, the the nun, the mother Teresa, not Mother Teresa, the mother superior yeah. tells <laughs> them that they were just abandoned on the steps of the convent seven years ago and that they're just a little odd. Mm -hmm. uh, but they adopt them anyway. And Basically, without I don't, I don't want to spoil the movie as to like um, what is happening, but stuff happens, uh, and and they they are very peculiar. They're very religious, having been raised in the convent, and it's almost like um, like oh, th there's a there's a question in your mind the entire time. Like, are these kids good? and just misguided or are they evil? Uh, mm -hmm. And it kind of has that never really answers that until the very end. And uh, you can even say that it really doesn't answer that at the end. Um, but there's some, um, there's some, some cool things about it. It's two hours long. I think it's just a tad too long. Uh, I think all the acting is pretty good. If you're watching this on Netflix, do not do the, uh, do not do the um, dub. Mm -hmm. Okay. I always recommend uh, to do the original language and read the subtitles um, because you can do a, an English dub and it's 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 terrible. Uh, Did you try it out, or you're just speaking um, in yeah, general? Yeah. No, I I tried it out just for a second. Uh, I always like to try it out <laughs> just, just to, to see, see how bad it is. Yeah, and it, it's bad. <laughs> uh, I, I very rarely find a good English dub. Yeah. Uh, there's there's Great. been a few here and there, but not not many. Um, this is, I'm not going to tell you anybody who it stars because it, it's all actors from Spain. You're not going to know any of them. Um, but I do think that the cast is pretty good. The kids do a good job. Um, and the mother, uh, is, is very good, but overall the movie was it left me kind of wanting. Um, I, I felt like it was, um, it didn't go far enough. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it, it wasn't really scary. Uh, mm. There, there were a few weird parts, and there were a few parts that were meant to be scary, but I never thought it was like creepy. I think the thing that I, I was missing was atmosphere. The movie yeah. didn't have the atmosphere that that I was hoping it would have. Um, the poster looks really good, and you watch the trailer, and you're like, oh yeah. 10 and 10 yeah. is going to, you know, <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was what it was. So uh, I'm not sad. I'm not sad that I watched it, uh, but it's, it's not going to be anywhere near like a, a top 20 um, even. So yeah, take it or leave it. If you like creepy kids, give it a shot um, and, and see, see how you like it. 
feel like the creepy kid movies so far this year have been underwhelming. Best creepy kid movie in recent memory was Hole in the Ground. Mm. I love that movie. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, but I didn't like love it. Oh, I did. I thought that was. I thought that kid was only okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to you. All right. Next, I'm going to talk about Attachment. I knew it. (laughs) Just another Jewish horror movie. This one is on Shudder. Um,. And this one follows uh, Maya, a Danish has-been actress who falls in love with Leah, who's a Jewish academic from London. Leah suffers a mysterious seizure, and Maya returns with her to London. There she meets Leah's mother, Chana, a woman who could hold dark secrets. Um, And so this movie, especially watching it right after The Offering, which I did, like, coincidentally, I didn't know that this had anything to do with uh, the Jewish faith, um, was really, like, eye-opening and good for a comparison to kind of see, like, here's kind of a more generic, but well-made, more kind of Hollywood-esque version you know, and compared to this, which is a little more art house, a little mm-hmm. more drama driven. Um, I feel like the characters are a lot more fleshed out. Um, so it was it was kind of a cool contrast, compare and contrast to do. But I really like this movie. I like that we kind of find out more as far as like rituals go. Um, not just the demon, which there is another demon in this one too. So far, all the ones I've seen, there's some cool new demon that we haven't explored yet. And they're all pretty messed up. (laughs) They're all pretty hard to deal with. Um, it seems like they always kind of (laughs) win in a sense, you know? Um, but this was cool just to kind of see some of the rituals, them talk about like different, um, pieces of like their special books and everything. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. They kind of break it down a little bit as far as like, well, this is uh this is what regular, you know, Jewish people do. And then this is kind of more like extreme version of that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's not for everybody. But I just I just find it really interesting and I feel like I'm learning something. Um and I really like the acting in this. I really liked what it was implying um, as far as like when we're discovering these certain things about the different characters, you know, it's just, they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of things going on like within themselves and also in their relationships with each other. Um, It's kind of heartwarming in a weird way. Um, I really like the ending and the way that it tied things up. So I would definitely recommend this. I don't think it would necessarily be for everybody. It's not really like a showy, flashy, um, big, scary movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like a lot more slow. Yeah, There's, the yeah. Jewish horror horror movies tend to tend to be a little slower and a little, you know, I, I find that to be true with all of them. Yeah, but they are atmospheric for sure. Yeah, which is something that I appreciate. So maybe that's why I'm liking them so much. Um, but mm-hmm. another cool thing about this movie is that we get to go to, like, three different locations. And I'm kind of into all of them, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of fun that they travel around the world a little bit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good. Glad you liked it. You liked it better than The Offering? 
I did like a lot. (laughs) It was more for me. Okay. All right. Um, Back to me. And I'm going with a shutter original that just came out uh, a few days ago. You can also get it if you have AMC plus um, on your prime video uh, channels. Um, It's called Brooklyn 45. And Basically what that is, is, uh, there are five military vets from world war two. The, um, world, the world war has been over for about, I think they said six months. I'm not positive. Um, but they've all been best friends since childhood. It's, um, four men and one female and they gather together in Brooklyn in 1945 yeah. It's around Christmas um, to gather and support their um, friend who is having issues because his wife um, had committed suicide. And um, so it's it's kind of a um, like a reunion to kind of support him. And when they get there, he has other things in mind, like he wants to do a seance to call upon um mm the the wife that killed herself and the i'm I'm trying to think here uh larry fessenden was in it as uh lieutenant colonel clive hockstatter um (laughs) that's a name that's a name uh (laughs) i've seen this guy in things i don't know what but ron e reigns as bob sheridan you as soon as you see him you're like uh yeah i think i've seen him jeremy holm as major archibald stanton and then there is um, the most recognizable, I think, besides for Larry Fessenden, the most uh, recognizable for just a normal person, because Larry Fessenden is not recognizable unless you're a horror fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. T- totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Anne Ramsey. Um, you would know her. She's been in um, A League of Their Own. Uh, she was in, she's in the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, she's more mainstream. She's been on a lot of stuff. Uh, Animal Kingdom, uh, Heart of Dixie, State of Affairs. She's been in a, a ton of stuff. I guess she would kind of be like a a female character actor, mm. you know, because I mean, I'm looking through her stuff here. Goes back as far as 1987, and it goes. I mean, she's been a Mr. Belvedere, Star Trek, The Next Generation, House, Chicago Hope. I mean, everything. Yeah. So you'll know exactly uh, who she is. Um, this movie, I was really hoping for, you know, something more because you look at the the poster. I'm just going to be honest with you. It says to me, like, oh, this is going to be a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the poster looks like, you know, what is this? Like, are they trying to do, like, a ghost? But I don't know what. It just doesn't look in it. But it's it's um, billed as a drama history horror. Um, and it's got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. But apart from... A couple of uh, cool moments. Um, there's there's a cool moment of of a a ghost hand coming up out of the table um, during the seance. There's a really good 
uh, gunshot um, wound, like the, like the actual, um, uh, you know, makeup and things that they do looks really good in that. I'll have to give it to them. Yeah. But like, I don't know what it is. I think I think it was the same thing that I was missing with the Ten and Tina uh, is atmosphere. Mm. This this movie just seemed like, I mean, when you come in, it seemed like a stage play. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And yeah. it is, and it is basically all in one room, um, and it's five people talking the whole movie, whatever. Which I'm great. I love all that, but like it just seemed like a stage play. The cinema cinematography to me was not very imaginative or inventive. So it just kind of seemed stale to mm. me. The lighting wasn't very, you know, it was everything most every most everything was just in the broad light. Like all the oh. lights were and it just didn't have much just of like super atmosphere. bright. Yeah. Yeah. And I just found it hard. I was waiting for like jokes to get thrown around because Mm -hmm. I also couldn't, I couldn't tell if like, if this was meant to be, were they really going for something scary or because it, the costumes and everything, all I could think of was like, is it Colonel Mustard in the library with, with the candlestick, <laughs> you know, like, right. like a clue type of yeah. vibe, but there aren't any jokes. Like weird. it's not supposed to be funny at all. Um, yeah. and I just, the poster is kind of weird. I don't know like what to take from the poster. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There might be people that, that enjoyed it. It's been getting good ratings, um, from, from different, you know, uh, um, websites and I'm just, I just wasn't really all that impressed with it. It was, it was okay. It Mm. was okay. Um, but it was nothing special. It's about an hour and 32 minutes. So it's not going to take up a ton of your time, but you know, I don't know if you can, if you look at the, um, the pictures, Hopefully you can see what I'm talking about when I say clue or. Yeah. You know, and and there's something about like when something says like this is happening in 1945. And it really, it just looks like people from 2023 dressed up. (laughs) Like like they're trying to do a stage play. uh, Right. uh, Like everything just looks too costumey instead of. Yes. Yes. It didn't look to me like it, it took place in 1945. And I, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, I might. It just might be my cynical. Uh, You're right. Even just looking at the pictures and the trailer, it's all very brightly lit. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to come in, I mean, the lights do go out briefly during the seance, but then boom, they're right back on. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not something that like there's there's really no atmosphere. I mean, you can look at a picture here. Uh, where it's during the seance and the lights are supposed to be out, but everyone's still brightly lit. Yeah, right. But, and it's like, that's not scary at all. Like, I don't, I don't know. So Brooklyn 45 to me is, is, uh, you know, Hey, watch it. If, if you're into, um, you know, shut it, this is a shutter original. So I don't know if that means, I, I think that means that 
they're the ones that put the money in to have this made. It's not a, um, I think usually shutter, shutter exclusives are ones that they will buy the rights to that have already been made. Shutter mm. originals are ones that shutter actually ponied up the money to have made. Oh, uh, interesting. I, I believe that's the case. And if that's the case, this is to me, it's a miss. It's just, not. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge Larry Fessenden fan. Um, I think he's got a, 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 a couple of decent films other than mm-hmm. that not not a big fan um i think his best film is um uh what was the one with barbara cramden um and they were in the house and the, um oh come on come on i gotta look it up now i know it's one of my favorites i can't think of it right now oh come on <clears throat> the one from a couple years ago yes uh, audience, you will wait until. <laughs> until yeah, we're I, not going to allow you to scream at us on the internet no, over this one. No, just just hit that um, uh, thirty second fast forward button. Jump. <laughs> um, where are you at? Come on, Mark. I, I did like Jacob's wife. He's in that. Oh, I thought that's the one you were talking about. No, no. Wow, wow, man, this was... We are still here. Oh. We are still here. Man, That would, that's all the way back to 2015. Mm-hmm. That was the first full year that, that we were a show. Um, and I remember that mm-hmm. being on our list of uh, best best of 2015. That, that was a pretty decent decent film. So, But other than that, I don't think he's that great. And so, hate, hate mail. Uh I like them in Jacob's wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Brooklyn 45, take it or leave it. Your turn. All right. My next movie is, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but who is Sarah, the bone woman, which is on shutter and AMC plus. Um, This is a Spanish film. And the synopsis is Valeria has long dreamed about becoming a mother. After learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy, yet something's off. Um, This movie, I really, really loved it. Like, a lot. I connected Mm -hmm. to a lot of it. Especially the parts when we see Valeria as a rebellious teenager. Mm -hmm. Her and all of her friends totally reminded me of all my friends growing up. I had a lot of alternative Mexican friends. That was, like, all I knew. Um, Mm -hmm. So... That was really made it feel real for me. Um, But there are so many interesting things about the story. Um, The horror aspects of it are cool, too, you know, because, again, we're getting some cool mythology, some like ghost or demon type stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But that's only half of the coin in this, you know, that I feel, I think personally that this is one of those movies where like the weird supernatural stuff is happening, but then also the real life drama stuff, you know, is happening. I don't think that it's just a like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's supposed to just be like her inner demons or whatever. And we're just seeing it play out in a horror movie. And I could be wrong about that. I would prefer that there is an actual demon <laughs> mm-hmm. just because of, I want it to be more horror, of course. But um, but even the deeper stuff, you know, as far as like her wanting to be a mom so bad, but then 
she gets pregnant and it just nothing feels right, you know, and she has to make some decisions that I think um, are terrible and terrifying. And I think, you know, a lot of people wouldn't make a certain decision that she does, um, myself included. So it's just, uh, it's, it feels really deep, um, Mm -hmm. for me. I really liked it. I love the cinematography. I love the music. I love goth alternative Mexicans. It's just the best. It's the best. So alternative Mexicans. Yeah. Do you know who, uh, so good. Do you know who directed it? It was directed by Michelle Garza, uh, Cervera. Let's see, which doesn't sound very familiar to me. Yeah, I don't know any of her movies, but of course they're all, you know, Mexican movies. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is her. Yeah, Mex- she was at, uh, She directed a segment in Mexico, Barbero 2, which I did see, I think. Uh, it, was oh. like a, it was like an anthology, a Mexican anthology. Uh, oh, that's you might cool. like, there's two of them. You might like that. Uh, yeah, this, this is one that I haven't seen yet. I've been waiting um, it's on been on my list, but uh, Vin liked it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You Vin liked it better than it her. I, I think you liked it better than him, not her. <laughs> but um, I need to get get on that because I think it, I think it might uh, crack maybe the top ten of the year if I if I watch it. Yeah, and there's some like crunchy bone stuff in this, which you know can get kind of annoying sometimes in movies, but in this it's like very fitting because of what it has to, you know, that's the yeah. whole thing. So it wasn't Crunchy annoying bones. in the, you know, Crunchy like bone some, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like and bones cracking. And yeah. <laughs> like sometimes in horror movies they are using that just to be creepy. It doesn't have anything to do with the story in this. It has everything to do with the story. So it's not dumb yeah. and out of place. Yep. So. so, but yeah, I really liked it and the setting's really cool and everything's re- Yeah. I liked it a lot. Cool. You ever seen, um, just speaking of Mexican uh, horror, I don't know if it's Mexican or if it's Spanish. I think it's Mexican. Have you ever seen Here Comes the Devil? I don't think so. Holy crap. Watch that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On you. Speaking of um, uh, creepy kids, it's got creepy kids. Um, Let me see. I'm looking if it's Mexican. Oh gosh, it's right here, and it's not telling me if it's Mexican. I believe it is. I believe it is. Here comes the devil. You can find it on uh, Prime Video. Adrian Garcia Bogliano. Uh, that's that's one of the most effective. Uh, horror movies i've seen in in a, in a while and it just happens to be mexican but i just wanted to okay cool i was gonna I want, verify for you it is mexican <laughs> it is yeah. yeah oh here it is yeah country of origin mexico yeah watch oh, it and it takes it, place it, in tijuana yeah yeah there's some nice. creepy, creepy kid stuff love it yeah the bone woman is um the countries of origin are mexico and peru um peru. so that's kind of cool nice all right. Um, I've got two more. Um, let me go with the black demon. <laughs> uh, this is a 2023 film. It's rated R. Um, that's weird. 
how um, the uh, the boogeyman is rated PG thirteen and and this is rated R. Um, oh really? Yeah, this is an hour and forty minutes horror sci-fi thriller. Um, it's basically a shark film. It's it's a it's a shark film. Um, Adrian uh, Grunberg is the director. He's an action guy. He directed Rambo: Last Blood, which was actually a good movie. Mm. Um, and uh, he was assistant director on uh, Denzel Washington's Man on Fire, and mm. um, you know, so he's he's got some cred as far as uh, directing action stuff. Uh, and this is um, a shark film. They they kind of say at the beginning like it's this shark that ha- is is like a, it's also a demon it's been summoned by something i forget what gobbledygook they came up with um i, I can't really t- i was i was just kind of like not really digging it all that much um so the first thing is first shark movie what about the shark how does the shark look uh shark looks decent it's hit or miss um there's a there's some crappy cgi shots but there's also some uh some cgi shots that are i was like huh that, that's not too bad at all and it kind of reminded me by the way the shark is ginormous um it reminded me if they did meg but it was like a b movie okay you know um it's that it's that big of a shark um, uh, in the Meg, you know, the Meg's an action movie, Jason Statham, but it's got a lot of money behind it. You know, mm-hmm. this, this one obviously does not have a ton of money behind it. I will say this. It's, it's a lot better, uh, quality than something like Sharknado or, um, I'm sure, I think you said you're getting ready to talk about cocaine shark. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm almost positive. It's better than that. Um, it, I guarantee, I haven't seen it, but I guarantee it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's very strange. Like the acting in this film is, is actually pretty decent. You know, Josh Lucas, I, I Not look at the him top of my head. If you saw him, you'd know him. He's the, um, he is the, uh, love interest in sweet home, Alabama. He's, I have not seen that. That's you've never like seen a rom-com, that, right? Yeah, with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Not a, not he's basically person. he's basically the um, the poor man's Matthew McConaughey. He <laughs> kind of looks like Matthew McConaughey, but this is a guy. Um, this is a guy that is a good actor. He's he's got uh, he plays young John Dutton in Yellowstone. Um, he's he was in Ford versus Ferrari. I'll look him up. What's uh, his Glory name? Glory Road. His name is Josh Lucas. Uh, the Forever Purge. Um, he, I wouldn't say he's an A-list actor, but he's he's a decent actor. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So I was I was surprised to see him in a in a film like this, but he makes it better. Um, and maybe I'll give this another chance, you know, uh, on the big screen with the, 
sound turned up and my kids watching it. Maybe it'll be one of those things that's it's more fun that way. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm kind of done with shark movies. To tell no. you the truth, I, I am. I'm just not a. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last shark movie I really liked. I did like The Shallows. <laughs> I did like The Shallows, but yeah. uh, I can't. I can't remember. Uh, there's just so many shark movies um, that I that I just I just get tired of them. Um, basically, like what happened? Forty seven uh, meters down. Yeah, that's the one with uh, they went their uh, their cage broke and they went all the way to the bottom and mm-hmm. they were running out of air and they hit yeah yeah, yeah that was pretty good and then they did a that was after the shallows right I think it was the same year I think oh maybe. <laughs> And then they did a 47 meters down two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were in a cave. And yeah, was, I saw it, it. Like, was it blind sharks? I think so, because they were like these weird cave dwelling sharks yeah, that were yeah. in the dark all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was, Wait, you know, that movie was better than I thought it was gonna be, at least. I thought it was gonna be real bad. Yeah, I remember it being better than it used to be. But I mean, come on, the ultimate shark movie is Jaws. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 and, and they've never touched that, you know, with anything. So, and Deep uh, Blue Sea. No, oh gosh. The only <laughs> I have good a deep part love for that, that, that movie. That nasty CGI shark killing uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> That's so it. good. It was so stupid looking. Though. No. Uh, I love it. <laughs> you know, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> but basically, this, this movie, um, Josh Lucas plays this guy who has this job down in um, uh, Baja and they get stranded on a crumbling oil rig in the ocean and the vengeful Megalodon shark, the black demon is, you know, what they're up against. So if you do like shark movies, Goofy shark movie. This is actually pretty good for a shark movie, um, but it's just maybe maybe I'm just done with them and I didn't give it a, a fair shake. But I say it's nothing special, and it has over two thousand five hundred uh, reviews on IMDb. It's got a three point six out of ten. So I am not the only one that didn't think it was great. But it's it's much better quality than something like a Sharknado or Cocaine Shark or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, I will be giving that a watch with summer yep. coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just watch it when you're in the pool. Yeah, we don't really have pools out here in Oregon. Who pools in Oregon? Why not? I don't know. I guess because it's always raining. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to fill your pool up. There you go. (laughs) Uh, All right. My next movie is Influencer, which is on Shudder. This follows um, a a social media influencer named Madison uh, while struggling on a solo backpacking trip in Thailand. She meets up with another woman named CW in the same hotel uh, who travels with ease and shows her a more unintentional uninhibited way of living but cw's interest in her takes a darker turn and this is directed by curtis david harder um he doesn't have a lot of directing credits yet looks like he's usually a producer but he did direct spiral from 2019 
Um, I actually never saw that, but I think it. some people liked it and some people were kind of eh on it, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm trying to remember what it is. I think I remember liking it. It's not, it's not the Saw that, one, right? No, not the Saw it's one. another one. I just remember that it's about like a gay couple. But I don't, I don't, I didn't see it, so I don't I think know I remember liking it, of that. but it must not have been fantastic or I would have remembered it. So. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so here's a his stab at directing, and um, I have to say, I thought it, I thought it was gonna be really cheesy, and I was gonna hate it. So I kind of like do not. I have not really been enjoying all these social media horror movies that have been coming out the last yeah, couple of years. Lots of them. Lots of. Yeah, them. I mean, and I'm just I'm not a internet person to begin with, so it just mm. doesn't really connect with me like I don't really get a lot of what's supposed to be funny about it you know um where I think a lot of other people are like I watch a bunch of YouTube channels I totally get this or something Mm -hmm. um but this was pretty cool um it had a really fun angle to it um it doesn't totally there's a lot of like plot holes I think you know or maybe not plot holes but just holes in the thinking of a character whereas like Mm -hmm. what were you thinking but I still thought it was fun and interesting to watch. Um, it's really beautiful to look at. Like the cinematography is really good. Um, it, it, the characters do feel like real enough, you know, for you to kind of feel maybe not necessarily invested in them, but just invested in the story. Um, Cause they're not like cartoony or anything like that. So um, I think, it, I think it's a good watch. It has, um, it has an ending that, you know, kind of surprises you which is always good in in my book. So I would recommend giving it a watch uh, for sure. There it definitely wasn't a terrible movie. Well, I think that's going to do it. Let's go ahead and uh, give our little plugs. Uh, on Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. On Twitter, I'm at amateurdestroyer. On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. And on Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy. Right. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can do so at asktheharcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the HCast and on Instagram at the Horrorcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Horrorcast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared.